is the anthem of the adventurer. The show for men who are tired of forsaking their dreams, who are willing to risk, to dare greatly, and know in their soul that their desire for adventure is good. It's time to venture into the wild places in our hearts. Here's your host, Dan Saner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast. I'm your host, Dan Zayner, and hang on to your hats, boys. This is an awesome interview today with uh, Sam and Blaine Eldridge, uh, two of John Eldridge's sons. Uh, Luke couldn't join us um, for, for the interview, but man... This interview came right at the right time. Um, this uh, a few months ago when we recorded it, but it was a time where I was feeling just assaulted on all sides from from death and loss and disease and frustration. And this conversation just breathed some some life um, into me. And, and I'm so grateful for Sam and Blaine taking the time uh, to talk with me. Um, it was it was really cool to just be able to talk to these these men of God who are, are living in the same spirit that I'm uh, trying to live into and, and living into every day. They're full of life and, and embrace its messiness and its adventure. And it was so refreshing to, to talk to them and feel like we could just talk for hours. Um, we, we all three of us were just um, kind of able to be our, our authentic selves, which is is fairly rare these days um it was it was really awesome we we all just have this heart for adventure and god and and fellow men in our stage of life and we want to have our lives more fully model who god created us to be and and lead others to do the same so we got to talk about adventures that we're looking forward to um this year and how we're going to be intentional about our friendships and the challenge things that we're going to challenge um, each other to. We talk about kind of life's messiness. We talk about relationships, um, what it's like to be, you know, a, a man in your 30s trying to live a, the, the wild at heart life and what it means to embrace adventure in all of its forms, the casual, the crucial, the epic. It's just awesome. So get ready for a really fun, adventurous, full of life conversation with Sam and Blaine Eldridge of the Ansons magazine. Well, uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. I am so excited to bring this conversation to you guys today. We have Sam and Blaine Eldridge, who for the three of you who have never heard of them before, are uh, two of John Eldridge's sons. They are the hosts of the Ansons podcast, the uh, creators of the Ansons magazine, and they work with Ransomed Heart with their dad, John and but uh, mom Stacy and everybody over there, thank you guys so much for coming today. I'm just really looking forward to talking with you guys. Um, man, this is great. Welcome. Thanks for having us on. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, good to be here. So I like to jump right into things. Um, 
uh, slightly selfishly for editing purposes, but let's talk about a challenge that you guys would bring to the table before we get into all the goodness that you guys are up to these days. What would you challenge me and the audience to do this next week after they hear our conversation to bring some more adventure to their lives? It's a, uh, yeah. So challenge framed, I just turned 30. And so it's a pretty distinct. Happy birthday. Welcome to the thirties. Right. I don't know when thirties sounded like young to me, but it feels young. And so, I don't know. yeah, <laughs> I'm right there with you. <clears throat> um, I found I need specific disruptions to pursue adventure and to pursue my heart. And if they're not out there, I'm not going to do them. And so I've become a little bit of a triathlon evangelist recently. Ah, excellent. My challenge would be to think about something like that, that is going to create a, a rhythm for you within which you get to discover all the things about your body and about discomfort and maybe about friendship if you're taking guys into it. So it doesn't have to be a try, but. I think the first thing I signed up for was like a color run. It was a 5K. Like, it's so good. These things, these like little mini peaks can be super helpful. So my challenge is to sign up for one of those. Nice. Sam, covering the practical. I'm going to keep mine in the realm of these slightly more abstract. Love it. Yeah. So we've been having conversations around here recently about friendship as a skill and almost friendship as a profession. It's a set mm. of you do and when you think of it as java can suddenly sound stale and terrible but actually when you think of it as vocational like a calling many of the dimensions of friendship start to make sense and here it is in a nutshell we've been thinking about how friendships are uh like composed of a hundred different parts and and types of relating and Speaking out of masculine friendships, there's, you know, there's like the conversation over a beer or a cigar. There's a hike. There's a very substantial conversation. There's prayer for one another in the places where God is moving. And then there's, a, there's adventure on, in sort of all of its levels. There's taking up running together, deciding it's finally time to go to another state and uh, climb that mountain. A couple of buddies and I just went to Texas to go pig hunting. Cool. But what that Texas trip came out of was having a series of very intentional conversations that came out of reflection going, okay, who are the two or three people who are a priority to me in this season? It's only going to be two or three. And then what would it look like for me to get on the same page with them about does this friendship seem like a priority, like a core relationship in this season of your life, this, the new kid years or the post-college years or wherever you are? If so, what does our friendship need? And what would it look like to move towards that? So I had that conversation with some guys and we said we happened to be in church together. And we went, we do a lot of like strategic conversation and a lot of conversation about what it looks like to live the life with God we do not do as much horsing around in the woods. So everybody get out their phone right now. We're picking a weekend. It's going to be in March and we're going to find a place to go pig hunt in Texas. And 
and we're going to do a weekend together every quarter. That's, that's pure joy. So the challenge, figure out who the people are who are a priority to you in this season, get on the same page with them, and then figure out what your friendship needs to function well as a friendship. So that is awesome. Really easy, huh, Dan? That, that's just... This is a total God thing. I literally have on the calendar both of those things. <laughs> Wait, you have signed up for a run on the calendar? So, uh, have you ever heard of the Go Ruck Challenge? No. no. Oh, you guys are going to love this. So, it was thought up by a really d- twisted retired army ranger. And the premise is you carry around a rucksack with a 30-pound steel plate in it for about 12 to 15 hours over the course of 15 to 20 miles as a team and usually pick up some other heavy, unwieldy objects like logs or railroad ties or things along the way and get very wet and sandy and miserable. And I have one on the calendar for June 5th on Omaha Beach in Normandy. Oh, for real? Oh, my gosh. Wow yeah it's gonna be awesome <laughs> and terrible but great and so yeah I'm, I'm training up for that that's why i'm i'm in my my trusty uh, what would teddy roosevelt do uh workout shirt i just went for a ruck around the around the block and did some squats and push-ups and things with a 45 45 pound ruck on <laughs> for our conversation here carry a railroad tie when you go on rucker runs uh, when I have 10 people to do so, yeah, <laughs> um, for this one, I'm actually designing a, uh, 12 foot long replica of a landing craft out of plywood to carry as a team. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Come to take this seriously. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So th- this is my third one and it's, it's, so it's the 75th anniversary of D-Day. I'm like, I can't not do this. Um, so my wife's going, we're taking our youngest along with us for a whole week. And she's graciously allowed me to take a day out of that to torture myself. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be great. They, they happen all over the country and all throughout the year. So definitely look them up. Um, they're, they're quite an experience. Um, and then for my, uh, for my birthday this year, coming up at the beginning of May, I've got a couple of real close friends and, and a guy from church that I've wanted to get more close with in this season. And we're all taking our kids camping down at Hoosier National Forest for the weekend. Wow. This makes me want to think up just some alternative action items and see how many you're doing right now. Like, <laughs> oh, really? run? Well, my challenge is to... Ha- have an art opening. Dan's all, give me some challenges. Did those. Take up game <laughs> more. Did those too. It's yeah, awesome. it's it's funny. Like, uh, it's just, it's like, oh, all right. So this is just who I am now, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of been, you know, a journey over the past couple of years that we were talking about at the beginning of our, our conversation here is like, just something has just been kind of getting awoken since getting... A, a little bit more connection with your family through meeting your dad and now meeting you guys and reading and listening to all the stuff that you guys have put out is just like, yeah, this is who God has created me to be. And I just get to be that all the time. Love it. Love can, I, can, I, can we ask a question? Yeah, oh yeah, sure. I feel like if you ask a guest on a regular basis for an adventure challenge that you might know, 
what is a challenge to pursue more adventure that that most guys should hear is there one in particular that has just landed yeah one that hit me like a ton of bricks which no surprise it came from a navy seal friend of mine uh literally when he told me i had to look over my shoulder and make sure my wife wasn't listening (laughs) was to think about what um if you woke up tomorrow and you were living your ideal life that would support your dreams for the future everything that god has laid on your heart to do if you woke up tomorrow and the environment supported doing all of that what would that look like? What would that feel like? What would be there? What wouldn't be there? How would that feel? Write that down in a couple or three sentences and then share it with her and ask her what that looks like for her and talk about any gaps. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> wow. All right, Sam, you do that. I've actually already done that. Yeah, I'm, no, that's I, on my calendar. <laughs> you would mention that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so good. The vulnerability, the honesty. Yeah, it's that, and and, and we, we'll talk about this in a, in a minute. It's that epic level adventure, putting your heart wide open and saying, okay, there's a risk of losing some love here if I say something quote unquote wrong. <laughs> yes. That's so helpful. In any relationship, deep relationship, let alone marriage, I've married, you know, five years. So just learning how to be married. (laughs) Uh, I'm about ready to begin. But it is amazing how different your shared expectations can be. Yeah. Because, babe, I totally know what your ideal life would look like. (laughs) I know what your ideal summer would look like. Right. I don't want to do any of those things. I really thought that I was, I had just kind of, we're approaching summer here in Colorado, which means strategizing for what's it, what is the summer going to look like? What's our season? What do we need? What like where's desire? What should we do? You know, yeah, Lots of those precious vacation days. Yeah, and I really was like my wife. She she's a local lady, and I go what she wants. She wants to be around our house, like making the yard look like she's wanted it to look for a really long time. And I sort of. Mm-hmm. One time, just casually said that to her, like, I'm looking forward to this summer. And she goes, oh, I really want to go to the Oregon coast with you. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. That sounds great. Okay. Since when do you want to travel? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, one of the things that's, like, been really cool about our, our, I don't know, past couple years of marriage and, and, you know, going through this adventure things and my Navy SEAL buddies giving me crazy challenges, it's like, the conversations that we have around planning start with how we want to feel at the end of whatever season we're planning for. Like it, the, there was this pivotal moment we were planning for Christmas vacation 2017 or something. And it was like, you know what, this year let's, let's just ask like, what emotions do we want to feel on January 2nd? How do we want to feel? What do we want that to look like? And it completely changed our usual planning of like, you know what, we want to feel relaxed. We want to feel caught up on stuff at home. We want to feel close as a family. And that changed everything we did for the better. Wow. It was so good. It was awesome. So second challenge there. <laughs> like as you're planning for your summer or maybe even just for your weekend. How do you want to feel at the end? 
Yeah. Because then it could cut off so many arguments at the knees. Like we were standing here in our kitchen and I proposed this cockamamie idea of like going to Michigan over New Year's weekend to get some snow with the kids and go to a cabin or something. And Tracy gives me this, this look of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm not going to feel relaxed if we schlep the kids four hours up to Michigan. We're not going to get caught up on house projects. We're not going to feel as close to the family. That's not going to meet our desired end state. We're not doing that. It's like, okay, I need to go yell at a friend for my stupidity and I will be right back. And I went and talked to one of my, my guy buddies and I was like, I am such a schmuck. And then I came back and said, yep, Tracy, you're absolutely right. No argument. We agreed on this desired end state we want. We're not going to do the thing. End of conversation. It was great. Oh, that's such a better way that that goes down as opposed to the version of the story where you force everybody to go and then... Yeah, because I've done that before too and it sucks. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's so good. Yeah, so after getting some good challenges on each other, what is... um, I really like you guys' way of approaching um, adventure and kind of how you're talking about this today as, as young men in, in terms of the, the casual, the crucial and the epic, I would love to hear you kind of unpack those, uh, and kind of, and especially, um, been reading this great volume one of, and sons magazine. A lot of that comes out in these stories here. Um, you unpack those a little bit. Yeah, so we'll just kind of tag team this back and forth. The The language actually comes from a guy named Bart Hansen on our team, and he may have gotten it from somewhere else as well. So kind of there's the piece that we're not creating new ideas. There's just some truths to be found here. Um, and these three distinctions, these three categories of casual, crucial, and epic really help to bring different lenses to kind of expectations of adventure in your life. Um, and let, I mean, to unpack that a little bit, the idea is that we, we all need these doses of adventure regularly, but Instagram has kind of given us a false impression of what that's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Jumping out of an airplane onto a horse to your picnic lunch with your wife and then jumping in your convertible car and off you go. It's like, no, that's it not, nobody lives like that. Not even the people in that one short film. And so to have the, the naming of there are casual adventures that can be really small and that's not to mock them. That's actually kind of give them some dignity of maybe going on a run with some buddies or doing this rock thing like that, that around the block is when it's a casual adventure and that allows it to not take on the burden of filling these places that need higher stakes adventures and if you come back from the run or if you have a conversation that was a little risky then you can't actually have this letdown of man that didn't feel like climbing this big peak or doing this business and that's okay right like it lets it be what it is and casual adventures are meant to be small but they are still disruptive they still pull us Mm -hmm. out of our baseline human beings are just constantly myself as the perfect example i'm constantly finding the most comfort like the least resistance where where is my groove where life just kind of works and casual adventures kind of raise their head and say no you should 
you should text your brother and go swim in the pool today. Like you haven't been in this year yet. You need to do this because you say you like triathlons, but you haven't done one yet. So that's time. It's like, yeah, that's going to be 40 minutes out of my day. And for a lot of people, the idea of going and swimming is not like that big of a deal, but it's really helpful. And I feel, I feel completely different afterwards. Like do you feel like there's an element of like, you know, your heart coming alive and, and, and God giving you joy in that too. It's, it's different than just like messing around. Right. Yep. And that's a good, like seeing the fruit of it. If you're able to take the pressure off of it being super huge and naming it as being a small scale adventure, then you actually feel like incredible afterwards. You're like, Oh, this is exactly what I needed. This is making me become more alive. So that's what casual is. It's the, it's probably the more frequent that we get to experience in the day-to-day scheme of things. It's going to look different for folks, um, but we need it and we need to bless that it's small and not try to make it our big story either because you see that happening a lot. Yeah, man, I'm going to talk about crucial, but I also I want to tag onto that and go, the hardest sustain through adventure, adventure's part yeah. of the nourishment of the soul. And like yesterday, I was just, you know, by myself in a weight room, uh, like doing some free weight lifts. And it really like, it happened to be a day where I was sort of pushing the envelope and where I can lift and like, I come home pretty jazzed out of my day. And what it is, it's like a pretty simple adventure of weightlifting or you know, earlier in the week when we actually had a sunny day, like did a mountain bike ride. And I come back and I can admit there's not that much at stake in that mountain bike ride. And uh, embracing a little bit of risk mm-hmm. actually produces a huge return just for the life of my heart. Like we need regular small adventure. Anyway, <laughs> crucial. Um, sort of the next category of adventure, crucial, we we just frame as um, when God's development of the person becomes involved. Mm. So you have an adventure and you're you're asking, in all of these, you can be like, Jesus, take me into my adventure. And then suddenly you find yourself where your development as a man or a woman is at stake. And, and it can happen in a, it can happen in a hundred ways where, you know, um, you're on, you're on the mountain bike ride and like you take a bad spill and now not only, not only is your body at risk, but also like suddenly your heart is accessed by this feeling of, man, I always do that. And here we are again. And I shouldn't have come in the first place. And we go, yeah. Do I really even have what it takes anymore? Yes, you were just on a bike ride. It just became like something just happened. Now, yeah. your maturity and strength as a man is at stake here. And God is raising that on purpose. Or like, oh, man, on a road trip, you're going to go camping with one of your buddies. And like, as you're going along, all of a sudden he goes, he like lets you know, like, Dad, I'm sleeping with my girlfriend. And, and you go, how do you engage that? And, and do you say anything? And is there a conversation to be had? And it's like, oh, this is just a camping trip. And 
there's this other stake of how I will handle a person and you know what do I what I will do when when I, I have no idea what to say next, I would rather not say anything. So when God's development, when his initiation of your soul uh, comes online in adventure, you cross this threshold into crucial adventure. Yeah, that's really, really good. And <laughs> I, so I've been writing a little bit about this um, for uh, our the Dad Edge Alliance community, um, one of the team leads in that group and I wrote about a, a moment where that happened in a go ruck event. And it was like it was three in the morning, freaking cold and raining. And I'm holding this 45 pound rucksack over my head doing flutter kicks. And my shoulders are smoked and the cadres, you know, counting them off. And we're all like, uh 40. One, two, three, four, 41. <laughs> and then I yell out like I'm barely able to move. I don't know if I yelled it out or just kind of like croaked it out, but I'm like, I can't. And all of that came flooding in of like, uh, what are you even doing here? Why did you pay to do this? Like, are you even, you know, worth anything at all as a man? And thankfully, God blessed me with a teammate who, you know, in no uncertain terms with a bunch of four letter words I won't utter here is like, yes, you can. Don't you fucking quit? You know, like, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I do have, I do have what it takes. It may hurt. It's going to suck a lot more. We've got about 10 more miles to go at least. And I didn't know it at the time, but it also included a dip into Lake Michigan when it was 50 degrees out. But wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, the reason for me is, you know, I was building a sort of shed workspace smoking hut for cigars in my backyard. Um, awesome. And it was like, casual i liked building it was fun to use power tools on the weekends and then inviting guys in especially younger guys in our church who had never one guy showed up it was just so awesome walks in the back door and i just see his eyes lock onto the framing nailer and go of course you want to hold the framing nailer anyone with like half an intact heart who sees one of those is going to want to use it but also this guy's 14 and i think he's gonna shoot me with a nail but checking in with god is this is he ready will i get a nail through my hand or if (laughs) i don't hear jesus say anything about the nail in my hand but i do hear him say go for it like and suddenly guys who actually we don't know all that much about building and we don't know all that much about how these tool work tools work we can operate them but the crucial comes online in like the initiation of oh, we don't know how to do this this is gonna suck i'm actually not a very good builder but now here we are yeah for me a really good barometer when i've crossed from casual into crucial is that stomach drop feeling of like oh no <laughs> all of those words start coming of like don't do it just back up if it's a conversation so many times this is like with other people and it's unexpected and i love the idea of like i'm on a backpacking trip and a lightning storm moves in because it's a great story but sometimes many times the crucial adventure rolls in and it's my wife's in tears and i have no idea why mm, and I have yeah to say well 
Han, I think you really need some quiet time. And it sounds like a loving thing to do, but really what it is is saying, I have no idea. You go deal with this by yourself. (laughs) There's all of those things saying, you don't have it. You don't have the words. You're an idiot. Don't jump in. You're just going to make it worse. Yeah. And to go, you know, I'm going to take the risk because I think there's growth for me in it. And there's always something that God wants to initiate and speak to if we say yes to those adventures. Yeah. So where's, where does that crucial crossover to the the epic? Like what is the transition point there? Yeah. Oh, I love like it. The trajectory seems to be scaling to, well, an epic is when you go climb Mount Everest, right? Or when you start a business or when you, I don't know, fill in the blank. It seems like the scale keeps going. And in some ways it does. Um, but the epic and you cross over into that is this like, it's, it's what is your life with God and what is sustainable. And it's often on behalf of others. So for Bart Hansen, when he gives this talk, um, at our events for him, it's that call to love other people every single day. And you're like, you have this kind of, Oh shit moment of like, please tell me that it's Everest because that actually sounds somehow more doable. (laughs) <laughs> my neighbor is the worst my like i don't want to i barely i'm friendly with the barista like just all of those internal dominoes um but yes it can be the company but it's not just your company and your paycheck it's the hearts of the people that you entered into it with mm. it's the people that you interact with in your day that you're responsible for um the epic adventure is really in line with your calling like it does fit in and colors it rather than defines it um because like man that's going after your wife your kids your neighbor loving people well (sighs) that's an area that everybody has access to and i know i am constantly growing in yeah because it can feel like a letdown we go we're talking about the risk to love when we talk about epic uh and that some things have to come online for it to make sense like we have a very anemic and starved understanding of love pretty much most of the time that most of us are operating with and go uh when we talk about love we're talking about the contest for the human heart that is the central story of the universe um and we're like, as Dostoevsky, his thing on God and the devil are fighting there. The battleground is the heart of man. And, and we go, we are built for this. And you can get a group of guys sharing stories about adventures. And then there's that, there's that real stomach drop, drop moment because it goes from you're talking about first hunting trips. You're talking about the time you broke down in Utah. You're talking about the time that you went frog gigging down in South Carolina and it was hysterical. You're up all night, like, and then, and then the stories build and you kind of get to the one of like, yeah, I was in a, I was in a small group that was falling apart and the two leaders needed to have some serious conversations initiated with them. And something in you goes, oh shit. I know. I, but when you live those stories and when you walk that out with God, 
it was like, I just want, like, you'll like it. You will like Epic Adventure because you're built for Epic Adventure. And I can, you know, right now, Em and I are, we're, our church functions as a group of like house church, is a house church network. So it's a bunch of house churches um, sharing resources in one part of the city. And I go, man, it is, Em and I help lead one. And we can just go like, it's a mess and it's going great. And there are always things that need to be brought up with people. And there are always things that need to be brought up with neighbors. And it's this kind of like, fly by the seat of your pants to love people and to participate in the restoration of the human heart that, that God is after. Suddenly mm. you find yourself in this space where you're like, wow, jumping out of airplanes is not worth It sounds much easier. It, yeah, <laughs> but it's not ultimately worth dying for. Like, yeah. So here's, here's where it's playing out for me. Um, we've got two young kids, um, a two-year-old and almost a one-year-old. And a lot of people keep giving this phrase that I think is meant to be kind. And it's caused me to hang up a lot of the times when I hear it. And the phrase is this, don't worry, it's going to get easier when. Such and, bullshit. Well, it's, yeah, it's bullshit. And... <laughs> The <laughs> not helpful. <laughs> if you can skip these next couple of years when they're in diapers, then it's going to be easier. Once they're in school, you're going to have more time for yourself, then it's going to be easier. Once they're older and they can travel with you, then it's going to be easier. And the invitation in that, though I think it's meant to be kind, is check out of what's going on now and wait for it to get easier or be about you again. But the stakes just get bigger as they get oh, older. I'm the like, challenges wait, just get more complex exactly exactly so it's like i think you're trying to be kind the advice is actually wrong and but what it stirred up in me is to be like well how often am i waiting for the kids to go down in the afternoon to like have some time again i'm literally just waiting for them to be asleep and i'm i'm not engaging with them i'm not seeing what is making them upset or bring joy i'm not speaking words to them mm. uh, we were just on a trip and we've been on the road for a little while. My daughter, who's two, has finally decided that she's done with us telling her what to do. She's climbing out of her crib. She's making breaks for things. She's being totally disruptive. And yep. I'm so irritated with her. And then I had just on this moment to like stop and I, I held her. We had this, I just started telling her about the big trip that we'd had and just walking through memories with her and then telling her things that I loved about her that I had seen on the trip. And mm. man, she got That's so, so good quiet. and she got so attentive. She went from like thrashing to listening and remembering things to being really subdued and listening to me name things that I love about her. And she went to sleep 30 seconds after that, like laid her down, peace, calm, and so for me, like, I love that moment. And I would have totally missed that moment to engage into love if I'd just been wanting her to get easier or for life to somehow be more convenient. Like, yeah. The epic may be at first not sexy, maybe at second really intimidating. But at third, the fruit of it is it is like uh, it's where you want to live. When you get those moments of loving people well, like why would you do anything else? Hmm. Yeah, that is so good and so refreshing to hear. I'm not the only one struggling with a two-year-old uh, not 
wanting to go down to sleep and throwing nuclear meltdown tantrums. I think that one's pretty universal. <laughs> so our, ours, ours are five, uh, we turning three in three weeks and then six months. Um, and our, our middle daughter, man, she, uh, she knows how to throw a tantrum. I tell you, but, and I don't always handle it well, but the couple of times, like you said, that where I've taken the time to sit with her in it and to, you know, tell her I love her or just ask her something, you know, long enough for her lizard brain to shut off. And then she realizes, Oh, I'm a human being again. Oh, here's my dad. You know, let's connect here. It's, it's just so rewarding and so rich of like, yes, this is why I love having daughters as like just that, that little voice of daddy, I love you. You're here for me. You got me. It's like, yeah, that's what this is about. Right. Well, yeah. I also have a daughter's from resonating. The, the other story that epic adventure. It's helpful to sort of fill in the landscape with stories because when we say love, you kind of go, oh man, that I don't know if that's even meaningful. And then we say like, love your daughter. There's kind of like, a, oh shit. And then there's, but then go on and like, man, one of my best nights of just friendship, like period in the last couple of years was uh, one friend, you know, we grab coffee regularly with a couple other guys. Um, he just, he like kept mentioning an ambivalence about his life with God. And then next week he's like, yeah, an ambivalence. And we finally were like, no man, you talk about this a lot. Like, we've been praying into it. We think there are some specific things that God wants to go after in you. Like, why don't you come over Friday night? We'll hang out in my garage and we'll have like an extended walking with God prayer time, like driving at some of the core issues. Mm. He, he says, yes. And like, it, it ends up being just this, you know, we go, we consecrate the prayer time and go, all right, Jesus, where would you like to go? Um, and then, you know, sort of like the first thing is, you know, I don't hear anything else. Should Jesus be like, uh, tell him he needs to renounce his hatred of me. Like, oh, okay. Crap. Like, hey, buddy, I hear Jesus say you need to renounce your hatred of him. And then, and then we're in it. And then, you know, it's sort of like just in time, Jesus would give somebody in the room the next piece of, well, have you forgiven this? Like, well, if do you like resonate with the like having some deep familiarity with a spirit of fury like and we're like going in and you just go uh wow it feels so risky it feels like it's always about to fall apart no one's gonna hear god nothing's gonna happen but that's not what's happening we are just in time hearing just enough of god to keep moving and it ends up being a pivotal night in a in a man's story and we leave and it was just like Yes! Is there no one else? Hector! Like, yeah. Oh, and that's next awesome. time it happens, I still didn't want to do it. It was like, oh, you came through last time we had to do something like that. Oh, that's so great. And that, that feeling of resistance of, of the enemy there, like, that's just a huge red flag of, well, this is where we get to go today. You know? <laughs> totally. 
And for the three people out there who haven't listened or listened to or read uh, Walking with God yet, pick it up today and read it over and over and over and over again. I think I'm on my fourth read through in a year. <laughs> I was just, I actually just read it. I read it last week. Great. I just finished it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's super helpful, right? Because all of those internalizations that you think are just you. It's like, oh man, let's bring some other categories, other interpretations to that. I don't yeah. like a hundred percent of the time when I'm gonna pray, I feel the resistance of really. I got a hundred like there's never a time where I don't feel that. And that's like not a failure of me. That's just the enemy resisting and saying, like, no, 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 you don't really want to go there today or this moment. And now to know that, I'm like, okay, you the more you start pushing back on me, the more we really need this. So Yeah. Yeah. It's it was fun before I went through this most recent read through, I was just feeling so like and just disconnected and like, oh man, I really need to read Walking with God again and really pray through it like hard. <laughs> it was so refreshing. Like, oh, yep, sorry. We've been checked out for a little while. <laughs> yep. I I I know I know what you're talking about. And it just goes, it's, it's a perfect topic for an adventure podcast because it goes, for crucial and for epic adventure to come online, you're going to have to treat your walk with God as a, tr- as a treasure to be contended for in the same way that it goes, like when somebody is like getting married, you go, you are going to have to fight for this. Like, you're going to have to put it on the line to have the conversation that needs to be had. Repent when you need to repent. Hang in there when it's totally cloudy for a long time and it feels like there's no way forward. Like, you think you have demonstrated endurance before. Well, actually, maintaining a life with God can be like that. Like, the inclination Mm. is always to check out. And that's the first thing the enemy would love to sabotage is you're hearing from God, you're yeah. feeling you're being connected to God, you're feeling that it, it even matters in the go. Oh yeah. Go after that, like treat that is key. And then you will finally you will actually find yourself living a crucial and an epic adventure. So Dan, all of this worldview, all of this thought and intention is what fills the stories of volume one that you were mentioning earlier um it's this sort of story after story of sometimes it's learning how to make phenomenal bacon sometimes it's dealing with a miscarriage sometimes it's going on a road trip or a mountain bike trip um the ways that adventure and fathering and these deeper waters are being stirred and spoken to like they literally do play out in every arena and sometimes it is very clear what's going on. And other times it's just the next step. That yeah, absolutely. Happen. I was rereading the, uh, the, the story about the, the open versus closed doors and like how we miss the real interpretation there. And I, I wrote this, I really like how you put wide margins in here so I can scribble all over it. Yeah. Um, and one of the things it was like, if you have a seemingly closed door, sometimes, you know, God is actually intending you for to, to kick it open. And I, I put, or use a team with a breaching tool on a barricaded door and just beat the shit out of it. Yeah. 
you know, like there's so many great prompts in there for deeper kind of conversation with, with God and with you guys through this. Um, that's, that's been really, really fun to explore. Yeah. The magazine is what does the masculine life really look like? Like, and can you give me example after example, after example, after example of what the, the very alive masculine heart looks like and what it looks like to be led in a story of increasing maturity. And so, right. Going like, that article going the way that most people engage discernment is deeply superstitious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Right? And often retrospective where like how many stories you've heard where massive decisions were made or weren't made. And there's kind of like the, just the cover all of, well, that, that door closed. And you're like, I, how do you determine that? How do you know that that wasn't opposition? How do you know if that wasn't requiring a team of allies with you to bash it open again? That sure seems like you are just covering your past with this broad strokes. And oh, yeah. And I'm as guilty as anyone of doing that. <laughs> totally. But it's that question of like, how do you? Wrestling with those, wrestling with discernment, wrestling with what do we want to define success as for ourselves? and becoming a certain kind of man like uh, your naming of how do you want to feel january 2nd is a great tool to then apply to how do you want to feel how do you want to be as you 10 years from now and what are the choices you're actively making to become that because you're not just gonna take the mario mushroom and level up and all of a sudden have all these boxes <laughs> checked yeah i really like how you guys talk about uh like measuring in the decades that's so so wise oh man that one i <laughs> <laughs> only really have a few more minutes left but for, for for folks who haven't checked out that episode of your podcast go like pause this right here go listen to that <laughs> uh, that's good sort of at the core of this and it's it and it ties into how bart talks about adventure and you know we've taken we've learned a lot from his framework is you know, we have this thing of the most important thing in a man's life is not what he does, it's who he becomes. And we go, who are you? Who are you becoming? And, and if you don't like who you're becoming, this is like the perfect time to invite God in that process. Yeah. Bart will say, when a man becomes who he was made to be, every day will be an epic adventure. And it kind of goes, oh, that sounds cool. I don't believe it, but, and go, yeah, if that sounds hard to believe, you're not misunderstanding adventure. You're failing to appreciate who God intends you to be. That's where the break is. When you become like the strong, passionate, resilient man uh, that, God actually wants you to be, you will actually find yourself living inside a life that is incredibly epic and is full of adventure. Yeah, so good. Yeah, man, that is really great. And I hope we get to talk again more about this because it's just so awesome. Thank you guys so much for taking the time today to have this, this great conversation. Um, 
it's great to be able to talk to you guys as peers. Like, I mean, so many guys, you know, reading stuff from your dad for years. And um, it's so refreshing to see like the work of God and you guys as you've grown up and are living it out and are now inspiring a new generation and the generation of your peers to, to come alongside you. Just well done. It's, this is just awesome. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate that. Yeah, dude, back at you. Either we can just turn this into an affirmation fest. <laughs> but, uh, there's, real, there's a very real, real way in which it goes, you're doing it. And we really are in a shared territory of uh, accepting what felt like an invitation from God, wanting to live like a life with a more alive heart. And then here you are with a podcast. Here we are publishing a magazine and just go, man, it's a mess. And, but it's working great. So wait yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, before we wrap up, where can find, guys find out about uh, everything that you guys are up to and, and get volume two when it comes out, hopefully very soon. <laughs> yeah, so uh, ansonsmagazine.com um, is where you'll find the magazine, both in the hard copy that we've been talking about and in its older digital presence. Um, and from there, you can kind of follow the rabbit trails to the podcast and stuff like that. But yeah, volume two is shipping and is volume uh, two is shipping as soon as we out. figure out how our label printer works. You know, <laughs> downstairs. Don't don't yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Part of the adventure. You know, sometimes label printers can be adventures too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I have to do some listening prayer on the label printer. <laughs> Well, take care, guys. I, I hope we'll get to talk again soon. Uh, if not, many blessings. And whenever it needs to happen, God will have us uh, together, I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, man. Thank you. Take care. Love getting some time with you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Anthem of the Adventurer. We're coming to the end of Season 1. We've just got a few episodes left. But the adventure doesn't stop this summer. Join our Facebook group, The Anthem of the Adventurer Tribe. Share the adventures you're taking Get ideas for your summer travels, for adventuring with your kids and living the life you're called to. Also keep an eye out for our new course coming out called Get Off the Beach, which will give you that first push you need to getting into casual adventures with some great resources, some awesome videos, directed challenges, and support to get you taking some territory back in your life and in your heart, getting out and embracing a life full of adventure. Legends all born.